Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist. Every Monday coming at you here with uh, on the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. Of course, I am joined here, as always, by Steve Vitato. Steve, how are you today, my man? I'm doing great, Nate. Week 10 was uh, interesting, that's for sure. My, my Dolphins won, so uh, I'm sitting pretty high right now. I was going to say, if you're feeling good after your Dolphins, you're 6-3 and three after... Uh, the lifelong misery they've put you through. Oh, it's been a long time, but uh, we're on the right page and hopefully to maybe make the playoffs actually and play in January. Looking pretty good. You know, you know, the NFC West here where I'm a 49ers fan, of course, not looking too good for me, but you know, there's three teams at six and three there. So if you were the Dolphins in that division, you'd be uh, up there with the likes of the Seahawks and the Rams and the Cardinals, which is pretty good company. But uh, like I said, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. And Steve, where people find you? Uh, you can find me over at Coach Stephen P. Easy enough there on the uh, Twitter, of course. And as always, we are live every uh, every weekday. Uh, well, every day of the week, actually. We have a new podcast coming at you Monday through Saturday. And of course, every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Live streams on twitch.tv slash We Know Fantasy with Brian. And, uh, you know, some of the other We Know Fantasy contributors. But, of course, uh, remember, every day of the week and Sunday, this Sunday, maybe the, our inaugural, uh, I guess you could say inaugural, uh, We Know Fantasy Dynasty podcast brought to you by Nick and Will. So, picture that. So, there would be seven days a week of uh, We Know Fantasy podcasts coming at you. So, make sure wherever you consume your podcast, you're listening to one right now, you check back daily for a new uh, piece of fantasy football advice. Remember our website, weknowfantasy.com. There were some great weekly articles. A lot of breaking news articles on there. You know, streamable defenses, B-team, weekly rankings, quarterback rankings. Everything you need to know about fantasy football can be found on our website as well. So last week, week 10, we had uh, some pretty good, uh, you know, some pretty good, uh, you know, picks here. Let's run down those real quick. Tua Tagovailoa had 14.66 points. Drew Locke had 10.98 Expecting more out of him against that Las Vegas defense, but four picks will do that to you. Uh, Kalen Ballage had 15.2. Duke Johnson kind of laid an egg here for a lot of fantasy owners, 5.4. J.D. McKissick keeps uh, keeps put up points, 17.9. Jordan Wilkins, 2.8. Michael Pittman, a good one here, 19.2 points for the rookie there. Curtis Samuel had a slow week, 4.2 points. Presta Williams hit the IR, had zero points. Jalen Rieger, 8.7. Jordan Reed, 11.2, and a fantastic one-handed catch. If you haven't uh, seen that Jordan Reed uh, reception, make sure you uh, hit YouTube or Twitter and find that because it is one to watch. And of course, Dalton Schultz here was on a buy. So that's how week 10 went for the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist, and we'll dive straight into week 11. Quarterbacks, I'll kick it off this week with Jameis Winston, New Orleans Saints, owning 1% of Yahoo and 0.6% of ESPN leagues. He is a uh, you know, could very well be the Saints quarterback for the rest of the season. Drew Locke, or not Drew Locke, Drew Brees, excuse me. Can't believe really I mixed those two up. But Drew Brees has, what is it, multiple rib fractures, a punctured lung. Doctors are warning him to be careful about everyday activities. He's been ruled out for at least one week, but it's going to be longer than that with that type of injury. Uh, it, Like I said, it could very well, James Winston could be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints for the rest of the season. We know what James, James Winston was in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, turnover machine, but fancy points were good there. Uh, you know, moving forward, this team 
any quarterback that's starting for this team, you kind of want in fantasy football. And that's where I am with Jameis. And he's owning less than 1% of leagues. So if you're a quarterback streamer or, say, you're a uh, quarterback uh, needy team, say you drafted, say, a Cam Newton, you're trying to find some value elsewhere, Jameis Winston could be your guy. And this one week that we know Drew Brees will be out, Atlanta Falcons here, who have, uh, in terms of, you know, fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks are one of the worst. They have allowed uh, either the most or second most points to opposing uh, quarterbacks in terms of fantasy football. So Jameis Winston here is a great play, uh, at least this week, but rest of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, um, he needs to be almost if at the top of your list of pickups this week because unless you have the top six or seven quarterbacks, he should be on your list because he, while he's not the best NFL quarterback, he is a fantastic fantasy quarterback. He's got the weapons around him. Uh, like Nate said, Drew Brees is out at least one week. Uh, I Like he said, kind of, I expect him to kind of be out the rest of the season. If Jameis Winston can just get them wins with the defense doing what they're doing, uh, why rush Drew Brees back from this pretty severe injury um, if they can let him just kind of rest it out for the playoffs? So uh, if you're looking for a quarterback or you don't have the top six or seven, James Winston should almost automatically be on your top of your list because he's got the best core around, and we've known him to be able to throw 30 fantasy points up each and every week in terms of fantasy. Yeah, I failed to mention that. That's a good point there, Stephen. Uh, you know, James Winston in this offense is a top 10 fantasy quarterback every week, if not a top five. So like you said, if you you know don't have one of those locks in there, a top five, top six, top seven type of guy, you know, James Winston very well could be that key that turning point that could win you a fantasy football championship. And he has a, a fantastic schedule. Atlanta two times and then Denver all through the quarterback. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, Steven, let's move on to, uh, who you have here. Uh, I know this guy's kind of, uh, near and dear to your heart. Of course. It's my boy Tua, Tua Tungavailoa guys. Uh, again, didn't have the craziest good week. Uh, the yards weren't really there, but, Again, a little bit tough matchup. Um, still didn't do horrible. And I'm going at him again. And he gets the Denver Broncos this week, who, again, they kind of say shut down Derek Carr this past week. But they, prior to that, they were letting up fantasy points to the air game all day long. Um, they have a stout, I think, front seven that could end up stopping the run game from being successful as great. Um, so... At least with Tua Tungvalu, I think this is a week where he may end up having maybe you know a really strong game, and I like his chances this week. And if you're looking for just a one-week replacement, um, I think Tua is a solid guy who gives you, I think, a solid floor to to your fantasy week. If you is that what you're looking for, so yeah, can't argue that whatever's happened there in Miami is uh, is working. You know, we were kind of confused when that team moved away from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Tua. Was it two weeks ago? They haven't lost a game since. So, uh, you know, keep riding Tua. Um, who do the Dolphins have this week again? We played the Denver Broncos. Oh, you just said that. Yes, Broncos. Great matchup there. Uh, Tua, you know, of course, has been throwing the ball not a ton, but efficiently at least. And, uh, you know, has the running ability. So, yeah, I'm with you here. If you can't get a Jameis Winston, Tua could be uh, the next on your list there. Absolutely. Uh, all right, all right, Stephen. How about uh, how about another Miami Dolphin here in the running back uh, segment? Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to the running back section now, guys. So Savad Almed, uh, he was great this past Sunday. Uh, I watched obviously most of that game as much as I could on my red zone, uh, but 
he the way Miami seems to want to run this offense is they don't want to do it like the new NFL does it. They're doing it the fantasy football way and having one guy take control of the reins. And he had 21 rushing attempts this past week, 85 yards, and he had a touchdown. Uh, that's really good for what we need for an RB2 right now in terms of fantasy. Miles um, Gaskins is probably out the, this coming week and probably the next week, too. I wouldn't assume him he comes back after just three weeks here. Um, I think Ahmed is someone you could pick up and will get you 15-plus carries over the next two games at least. And who knows? Maybe they try to keep him in there longer. Uh, you never really know. If you lose your job to an injury, you may not get it back. That's kind of how the NFL works. So uh, if he's out there, again, like I mentioned, tough matchup, but a guy who gets you 15-plus carries, he'll get enough work to do something and gives you fantasy points as a, a low-end RB2 for you this week. Yeah, and for many, I'll talk about this later. I want to talk about some of my running backs. But at this point of the season, you know, there's so many people playing week-to-week just trying to get that playoff spot because if you're not in the playoffs, you can't win it. So you, the first step in fantasy football is to get to the playoffs. There's so many people, you know, even if you're a six and three, you may not be safe. A five and four, of course, a 500 team, you know, just, just trying to get by every single week. And you have to not think about the future. You have to get to the playoffs first. And this is where a, a, an Ahmad here could very be, uh, could benefit you. Like Steven said, at least one more week, maybe two weeks being that uh, lead back in Miami. Those could, two weeks could, uh, you know, Ahmad here could help you win those two weeks. Next thing you're in the playoffs because of this, and then you can move on from there. But, you know, half the battle is getting to the playoffs. Don't look too far forward. I know uh, we like to do that sometimes. But for those middle-pack teams, week-to-week week is really what you need to focus on. All right, guys. So here's a long-term guy if he's available in your leagues. Naheem Hines, Indianapolis Colts, only 41% of Yahoo and 41.1% of ESPN leagues. So if you haven't realized, this guy is the real deal. He could be the RB1 in Indianapolis. I know you have the likes of the, the guy, Jonathan Taylor, the rookie there, and we talked about Wilkins last week. But Hines has been steady, that guy. You know, he ran the ball 12 times for 70 yards in the score, caught five or six targets for 45 yards in a touchdown, two touchdowns again last week. You know, Taylor ran the ball just seven times, had two targets, and Wilkins ran eight times with one target. So Hines is dominating uh, touches there, opportunities there. Uh, you know, we know Rivers history with throwing to running backs and Hines is the superior of the passing backs in that backfield. So going down the stretch here, the Colts are, you know, they're in good position to make a playoffs, but they're still fighting for it. Um, they really got to keep going here. And, you know, Hines is the hot hand, you know, week to week can be trusted on catching the ball in the backfield and they get the Packers this week who've allowed the second most fancy points to pose in running backs. So it, I, I think it's fair to say. Uh, you know, depending on position need, if you're in a vacuum here, Hines probably should be your top waiver wire priority, especially if you're in a PPR, even a half PPR league. Yeah, I like Naeem Hines too. Uh, you know, he definitely can put up big numbers at times. Uh, like my only concerns is that sometimes he does like just somehow disappear in this offense. But the way that, you know, this Indianapolis Colts team is right now, they need wins. They have a schedule of players where they may be forced to throw the ball more off than not. So getting a guy like Naeem Hines, who has that pass-catching ability right now, uh, could be a real benefit for you. And maybe they throw him in the run game a little bit more. Uh, he hasn't had too many rushes, but this is a time where a lot of teams are versing right now or, or poor run defenses. So Naeem Hines, yeah, uh, that, that could be a, uh, a guy who gets you in the playoffs and helps you win a playoff game. Yeah, this is where, uh, you know, Leagues are made right here. Championships are made right here. And Hines could be uh, 
that guy. So, Steven, give us your second running back here on the list. This is a uh, you know another one of those trusty waiver wire additions. Yeah, um, I went with Rex Burkhead. Uh, you know, he's we've had his name mentioned you know time and time again over over the course of the season. I'm sure, uh, but you know what I'm thinking with Rex Burkhead down the stretch here. Bill Belichick is trying to find ways to get this team in somehow playoff contentions. Again, the likelihood they make it, who knows? You know, you don't count Bill out ever. Uh, but what I've noticed watching the Patriots is that James White, they know they're going to, it's a passing play. With Rex Burkhead, I mean, not Rex Burkhead, with Damien Harris, they know it's a run play. With Rex Burkhead, he kind of does a little bit of both, which makes him, I think, the most dangerous back on that team here. And I don't expect them to kind of go away from him. I expect them to build off Cam's strengths, to not want to throw the ball deep to the receivers they don't have, and use these running backs in multiple different ways. And over the last couple of weeks, two weeks now, Rex Burkhead has been used in so many different fashions of this offensive play that made them successful with these back-to-back wins here that um, he's someone you have to get on your team and can provide you, I think, flexible appeal most weeks, and especially in a, like a PPR format. Yeah, it's so hard to trust New England backs, you know, say a Damian Harris or anything along those lines, James White even. But for some reason, Rex Burkhead is kind of the uh, a consistent figure there. Even, you know, like Steven said, he can do it all. Pass catching and then one game, they'll run him as between the tackles of a guy. They just love this guy, get him touches. You know, he's owned in less than a quarter of leagues here. Um, you know, New England offense, you got to get some pieces there. We'll talk about another guy later on about that team. But, yeah, Rex Burkhead just seems to be that uh, guy for me when I need a running back on a bye or an injury. He just seems to be there on the waiver wire. And, you know, those guys are trustworthy because that's what we do with them. And uh, for this for this upcoming playoffs and, and getting in the playoffs, he's, he's going to be there for you guys. So uh, another guy to, uh, you know, flex appeal, like Steven said, to uh, really target down the road here. All right, guys, we went heavy, uh, heavy Dolphins. Uh, thus far, so let's go with the former Dolphin and a guy we mentioned last week, Callum, uh, Kalen Ballage. He's on the Los Angeles Chargers, owning 19% of Yahoo and 29.9% of ESPN leagues. Uh, you know, Justin Jackson is still in the IR and it's not projected Austin Eckler to return until at least week 12. So, this is where we're coming back into that, uh, you know, for teams needing to win week to week to make that playoffs. This is the, the perfect guy for you. Um, yeah, so playoff seeding on the line for those who are also in the playoffs, looking pretty good for that. But last week, uh, Balich had 75% of the Chargers' backfield opportunity shares. So Joshua Kelly, the rookie there, had seven carries, and he was the only other back to get a touch. So we know Balich is going to get those touches. Justin Jackson not there, and also Eckler not there for this week. So he gets another great week here. And on top of all that, he gets the New York Jets. So a great matchup. Uh, for this Chargers team, uh, outside of fantasy football, I read this uh, stat actually, Stephen, that they have a 19 point differential, which is, uh, and they have two wins on the season. I think they're two and seven, which is, uh, you know, the Browns at six and three have a 29, a negative 29 point differential at six and three. So this team is having some bad luck here late in games. But besides that, you know, Balge here is a trustworthy option here in week 11 to get you get you a victory in the in the in the in the win column. Yeah, it's unfortunate the Chargers can't finish games or they just they can't get themselves over the top. Again, something I think that will take time. Uh, the offense is relatively young. Um, you know, they'll eventually get it going. They have a bright future ahead of them. But in terms of King of Balazs, I mean, you talk about revenge game 2.0 now. 
getting against the Jets this week. Um, and if it means, even if it's on only one week wonder, we don't know what uh, Austin Eckler's return date really is. They say it's next the following week in week 12, but that could be pushed back. Maybe they keep Kalen Balage. It seems that he seems to be able to be effective with his runs. And again, he's had like 33 carries over the last two weeks here now. Um, he's definitely someone if you're in need of a running back for one week at least. Uh, you get him and you stick him in your starting lineup because, again, they're versus the Jets, and I'm sure he's going to want to show the Jets, like, hey, should have kept me around there because I can play football. Sorry, Adam Gates. I know we're friends, but I got to do this to you, and Cam Balazs can do that for you. Yeah, I totally forgot the Jets cut him early this season. That's how you ended up in Los Angeles. So, uh, yeah, kind of a uh, – not only that, but going against, like you said, your former head coach there in Miami and, and uh, Adam Gates. So we'll see what happens there with, with Balazs there. So let's move to the wide receivers here. I will lead off here with a uh, name we haven't heard in a while. That's because he's been an IR. Alan Lazard, Green Bay Packers receiver, coming back only 43% of Yahoo and 31.4% of ESPN leagues. So we've seen what, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has done as the wide receiver two in Green Bay. You know, this guy, it's amazing that he, he, he gets opportunities he does. He just drops wide open passes. Not the most talented receiver, but Alan Lazard is twice receiver MVS is. Um, so, yeah, he's coming back here. MVS has had 10 targets over the last two weeks, three touchdowns on that. So, you know, Lazard coming back in here it will inevitably take over that wide receiver two spot because we know uh, Aaron Rodgers can't trust MVS. He gets frustrated with this guy. Um, Lazard's a, a lot more trustworthy of an option there in the wide receiver two role. And Aaron Rodgers is averaging 35 attempts per game and just shy of 300 yards. So you know there's a a lot going around. I know that I know the uh, matchup this week is pretty rough against the Colts. So maybe add him and, and don't expect much here in a return game. Um, this is if he does return. He was just eligible off the uh, uh, return from the IR list last week. So if he does come back, which he should, uh, he gets Colts this week. He's coming off injury against a very stout defense. Don't expect much. But after that. Uh, between weeks 13 and 15 here, prime playoff times. He gets the Eagles, the Lions, and the Panthers week 13 through 15. Great matchup there. This is a uh, this is one of those stash and waits if you're if you're a secured player in the uh, playoffs. Get this guy because this is a league winner here. Oh yeah, he sure definitely could be a league winner. I mean, you get the guy who Aaron Rodgers trusts. Someone I'm kind of one on one on my team right now. I mean, Alan Lazar early on in the season. He's he was good, and just like we predicted in the preseason that we expected him to be a guy who steps up, and he did. Unfortunately, injury hit, but this is the time to consider getting him. Don't wait until he has that game. Get him now. Hold him on your bench, and hopefully he can give you, if it's not this week, at least the following week and start helping you win matchups and get you into that playoff race. So, yeah, I like, I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one for some of our players. So, Let's move on here. Uh, another guy here. Take your victory lap here, Stephen. Oh, yeah. Michael Pittman Jr., guys. I mentioned him last week, and I said he was a guy you need to pick up now before he broke out. And what did he do? He broke out and on Thursday Night Football. It's not a fluke. You know, he's been someone I've been hyping up all offseason uh, prior to the season, and I just think he fit what everyone thought T.Y. would fit with Phillip Rivers. Um, I just think Michael Pittman is, is a better fit, a bigger you know, bigger wide receiver that plays in in and out of the slot often. And you saw it this week. I mean, he's played the most snaps out of any wide receiver when he's physically on the field for a whole game. And he saw more targets than everyone else. 
And he's going to continue to do that with a favorable schedule of playoff teams that are going to be fighting for the playoffs. I expect that they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Will Rivers will have to be rely on his arm, and I think um, Michael Pittman can do that for you. Yeah, this is a guy who, you know, prior to his injury and, and visit to the IR, we were all high on here. Uh, you know, when Zach was on this show, he talked about him a few times and, you know, various other, um, you know, he's been on various other shows that we know Fantasy Podcast Network. But, yeah, this is a guy, you know, he's the real deal. We knew this coming out of college, USC, fantastic, uh, you know, hands especially, great athlete, just put pieces together at that point as a kind of a raw prospect, I guess you could say. And he's really coming into his own here in, yeah, in this latter part of the season. Like I said, the Colts are, you know, fighting for a playoff spot, getting in there. Um, so moving forward, uh, should have plenty of opportunities. We know what uh, that Colt offense is. Um, but, yeah, he's owning less than 10%, 10% of leagues on both formats. So make sure you get yourself a Michael Pittman uh, before uh, he's, he's going to go on. So since you have a repeat from last year, I'll, or last week, excuse me, I'll have another repeat. I'm going uh, Jalen Rieger, Philadelphia Eagles. He's only 26% of Yahoo and 24.7% of ESPN leagues. Uh, this is uh, this is another down the road who has a fantastic um, rest of the season schedule. He gets the uh, he gets the Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Cardinals, and Cowboys to finish the season. Uh, you know, there's multiple, multiple top 10 uh, you know, in, in, in terms of fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers there. And, uh, you know, Jalen Rager was the top option for Carson Wentz this past week. Travis Fulgham, you know, the guy who really burst on the scene when no one else was there, had just caught one of his five targets for eight yards. So he was irrelevant um, in that week 10 loss to the New York Giants. You know, Rager caught uh, four of his seven targets, only managed 47 yards. But this is this is a. Uh, this is great, uh, you know, moving forward. Carson Wentz is playing at a fantastic level. Uh, so he's building that trust with Carson Wentz and gets fantastic schedule rest of the season. He's a guy I really want in my roster, uh, you know, coming down the road. Where the Eagles will be fighting for a playoff spot here, even though they are, what, 3-6, and 3-7? and seven? I think they're 3-6-1, and one, leading the yeah, division. Yeah, forgot the tie, forgot the tie. <laughs> the leading division at 3-6-1, and one. It's, a, it's a wacky 2020 year. That's for sure. Uh, you know, just watch Cordell Patterson run a kick back, kick return back for a touchdown. So, you know, that's always fun. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Rager, guys, uh, he has an opportunity to, to have that second half, you know, rookie season that I've mentioned for like Michael Pittman. Um, I, he could absolutely have it again. It just, it's about getting him involved in the offense in the right way. Um, the way the Eagles are looking right now, I, I don't know sometimes, but this is a guy who could be just take it to the house at any moment. In the game, they just got to work him in the offense. Again, it's only a second game back off of injury. Um, last week was a, just a really bad week for the Eagles, and expect them to still be able to turn this thing around. They are leading the division. They're going to have to find ways to get their players the ball. And with Ertz possibly coming back and Goddard on the field, it opens up the offense a little bit more, and Jalen Reger could end up helping you out a lot. Yeah, just uh, getting that wide receiver one in that offense at this point of the season is kind of crucial. So, Steve, how about you finish off here with your last receiver? Yeah, guys, at this point, if you haven't already, because I didn't buy in it, it's Jacoby Myers. Uh, he had a fantastic Sunday night game to help them win against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, he, he caught a touchdown. I think he caught – no, he didn't catch a touchdown, but he threw a touchdown pass in this game. And he yeah, he did throw back. one, looking like a looking like a better passing quarterback than Cam Newton in that game. 
basically. Maybe they should throw him in there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's gotten uh, over 37 targets over the last four weeks now. He just seems to be involved in this offense now. And with Houston, Arizona, the Chargers, Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets to finish the year, expect the Patriots to be fighting. And I think he was the only wide receiver last night to actually physically see a target and catch a ball, I believe. So, obviously, Cam Newton loves, likes this guy. And you got to keep throwing him out in your starting lineup. And you got to go get him while you still can. So, uh, Jacoby Myers, I mean, he needs to be rostered at this point. Yeah, uh, you know, I have him in several leagues. I've played him, you know, multiple weeks. Uh, PPR machine, no, last week wasn't the best there um, for anyone in that New England offense. But, yeah, you have to really get this guy. I know pieces will start returning. Nikhil Harry, I believe, is returning or has returned. I'm not sure if Julian Edelman will see the field rest of the season. But, you know, uh, I know they also got Isaiah Ford from the Dolphins at the trade deadline. But, yeah. This is the top guy here. You really have to get him because he's going to see a lot of targets for us this season. All right, guys. One more position. Uh, so, Steve, kick us off with your tight end. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of mentioned him last week, guys. Yeah, I know he was on a bye. But Dalton Schultz, uh, he's only owned in 16% of Yahoo and 18% of ESPN. But I mentioned uh, like a little bit this last week. I mean, he's just a kind of a reliable tight end that needs to be rostered at this point. I mean, he's seen six targets on average, over the course of the season with different quarterbacks. Like, at one point, again, the fourth-string quarterback was out there. Uh, Andy Dolan's coming back. I'm not saying it's a much of an upgrade, but he's, you know, a capable quarterback, and Schultz did well with him on the field here. So um, I think he's just someone, if you're looking for a needed tight end right now, you're just, like, just tired of it. Go get Dalton Schultz. I mean, he's not going to put up big numbers, but he's going to put up four for 60, four for 40 every single week and give you fantasy points that some other team, other players may not give you. Yeah, unless you have a top-tier tight end, you're looking for consistency or cost of position, which is hard to find because either you get you know, the guy with two targets for 15 yards and a score or nothing. So as long as you get some consistency, Dalton Schultz is a great option. Speaking of consistency, Logan Thomas, a Washington football team, owned 35% Yahoo and 20.2% of ESPN leagues. Will give you consistency. Uh, gets the targets. Uh, Alex Smith threw the ball 55 times last week, which is mind-blowing. 390 yards, which is also crazy. But anyhow, on top of that being promising, uh, Logan Thomas was the second uh, highest targeted and had the second most receiving yards uh, on that team with six catches, six, six yards. So we know, we know Alex Smith wants to target this guy, and Alex Smith will be the quarterback for that team for the rest of the season. Um yeah, so moving forward, Alex Smith will target his tight ends. He will target his running backs out of the backfield, get the ball quick out of his hands. That's what he does best. That's what he's made a career on. Uh, we've, seen it in, we've seen it in San Francisco. We've seen it in uh, Kansas City, and now we'll see it in Washington. Uh, but, yeah, you're looking for a streamable tight end or even the rest of the season. Logan Thomas is your guy. But this week, especially, you get the Bengals, who have allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So make sure... If you uh, are a streamable tight end type of guy, Logan Thomas is your guy this week. Yeah, no, uh, Logan Thomas, guys, uh, over the last two weeks, uh, six back-to-back six-target games, um, he's just the number two guy, I guess number three guy maybe out there. Uh, he's just doing enough. He's getting enough targets, and that's not what a lot of tight ends are getting nowadays. I mean, you just got to take, tar- take the target value because at some point it's going to come through and do wonders for you, so... Uh, Logan Thomas, yeah, not a bad play either. 
Yeah, of course. So that's it for guys. Week 11 here. A lot of great options. You know, what was it? Week 9 where we had very limited options and week 10 was getting better. But week 11's got some great options out there. So make sure you're still playing the waiver wire uh, because championships are made at this point of the season. Some players here will help you get into the playoffs, help you get that number one or number two seed, get the bye weeks, even help you down the road and win your championship. Uh, one more time, Stephen, where can people find you on social media? Find me over on Twitter at Coach Stephen P. All right. Remember, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. Be found on Twitter and on my Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Wherever you consume your podcast, we are dropping one every single day of the week, Monday through Saturday at this point. And Sunday, hopefully, will be our inaugural or our first We Know Fantasy Dynasty podcast with Will and uh, Nick coming at you, Fantasy Mechanic. Every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv slash We Know Fantasy. Brian and some of our other contributors come live to answer your start and set questions for the week uh, that is to come. So, uh, you know, until next time, guys, we'll see you. Later.